Happy holidays, seasons, greetings, and Merry Christmas. I know that different people have varying responses and experiences when it comes to the holiday and whatever is going on for you, I do hope you are finding space to enjoy the essence of this season. And this is what I'll be talking about today from the perspective of trauma. In this episode, I'll explore how Jesus himself experienced various forms of trauma or abuse and how he overcame them which provides hope and understanding for everyone who has ever experienced childhood trauma. How am I going to do that? Don't worry, it will be very hopeful. So stay tuned. Hey, sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast. Do you want to overcome the wounds and impacts of childhood trauma that are holding you back in life? Do you want to get unstuck? begin thriving and confidently living God's best in all areas. I'm Janielle, a certified clinical trauma specialist, life coach, trauma thriver, and most of all, a daughter of God living loved and on purpose. In this podcast, I'll share trauma education, healing strategies along with biblical applications and motivational stories to support you in your journey toward trauma healing and thriving. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, and let's begin. I love the Christmas season, and even when I was dealing with the impacts of traumatic experiences, I could always find something about Christmas that made me smile. Back home, it would be the sound of powering music playing through the neighborhood, the smell of fruitcake baking, pastels boiling, and bamboo bursting. And just for fun, I'm going to ask you to try to guess where I grew up. Write in and let me know. I just gave a lot of clues in that statement. I would be so curious to hear what you have to say. When I moved to the UK, I loved the street decorations. Just walking through the city centre and visiting places like the German markets was a treat for my eyes and the creativity just made me smile. And plus, people were generally friendlier and the place was just buzzing and I loved it. I am not going to sit here in this episode and debate on which day Jesus was born. That's not why I'm here today. Over the years, I've come to appreciate the focus of the season and the fact that Jesus was in fact born. It's all good and well to celebrate Jesus's birth, absolutely. But this is literally just the beginning of an amazing story. And we can't have an ending without a beginning, right? As a trauma thriver, yes, I celebrate the birth of Jesus and I also celebrate his life and what his death means for me. I am grateful that Jesus came the way he did in the form of a human baby. He lived a life that was so human and he experienced what humanity experiences because this is hopeful for me. I've heard all my life, Jesus knows what you are going through. And I can't say that I always believed it. There were some times where I just wanted someone to identify with exactly what I was feeling. So I wouldn't have to use my words to explain as much. But then I would look at Jesus and the fact that he came as male for one thing. And that was enough for me to say, well, he doesn't really understand what girls or women would go through sometimes. 
Of course, my thinking has changed over time, especially as I've read the feminine characteristics or nature of God stated in the Bible. Scripture like Isaiah 66, 13, which says, I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. And even going back to the very beginning of creation, where it says God created humanity in his own own image. Genesis 1.27 tells us that God created humanity, male and female, he created them in his image. Well, with revelations like these, I continue to ponder, does God really understand how I feel? Because if he does, then maybe I could relate to him differently and maybe I could trust that he does get what I'm going through. This led me to study the life of Jesus and the abuses he experienced, which then led me to his death on the cross, his resurrection, and what that meant for me, for sin, and for my trauma. As the title of today's episode says, today we are celebrating Jesus from trauma to triumph. And I am excited to share what I have learned with you. First things first, let's look at the abuses Jesus experienced, and I'll use the term abuse and trauma interchangeably. So to give an overview before I go into each one, Jesus experienced physical, emotional, verbal, sexual, and social abuse or trauma. Looking at physical trauma, Matthew 27, and in fact, all across the Gospels actually, we see that Jesus endured unimaginable pain. The whole crucifixion experience was just pure torture. And even leading up to that, there was flogging, there was slapping, there was the whole incident of carrying the cross. Isaiah 53, 3 tells us that Jesus was despised. He was rejected by humanity. He was a man of suffering and he was familiar with pain. And despite that, Jesus chose to embrace this experience for the sake of our redemption. We know that Jesus is intimately acquainted with physical pain, which means he has empathy for you who experience physical abuse and suffering. So in those moments when you feel the weight of your own physical trauma, you can take comfort in the fact that you have a savior who understands the agony of being physically hurt because he went through it himself. And you can go to him for comfort, for understanding and for healing. Jesus is no stranger to emotional trauma. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was in emotional distress. He knew that the pain of the cross was coming, and he even wished and prayed that he would not have to go through it. In Luke 22:44, it says, his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. That's how intense the experience was. So this passage shows us that Jesus is capable of deep, intense feelings like fear or sorrow. He knew what it was like to deal with overwhelming emotions. In this case, Jesus took his emotions to his father in prayer, and we can do the same. Jesus understands the emotions we go through when we are hurting. And because he took it to the father, we know that the father can handle whatever we bring to him because he is compassionate, he is caring, and he wants to comfort us. 
At other times in his life, Jesus experienced verbal abuse when the very people he came to have relationship with, the very people he came to save, the people who he loved dearly, they are the ones who mocked him, insulted him, they made false accusations against him, and they even ridiculed him. Again, an example of this is found in Matthew 27. Degrading and cruel words, they hurt deeply. And Jesus bore all of this verbal abuse while on earth. And remember, the verbal abuse was also combined with physical trauma. So if this has been your experience, know, my sister friend, that you are not alone. In Jesus, you have a companion who went through physical and verbal abuse. Now he offers you comfort from a place of understanding and along with understanding, he gives you the promise that he could redeem you, he can heal your wounds. So again, in those moments of pain, reach out to Jesus for the courage, for the healing, for the comfort, for direction, for the strategies and the strength that you need to overcome the effects of your childhood trauma. Now, let's talk about sexual violation or abuse or trauma. I must admit, this is one area I never thought Jesus could understand because I didn't really read it in the Bible, so I was thinking purely based on what I read. I would hear the statistics of one in four girls are sexually abused, for example, and I would think, does God really understand that? I never thought of Jesus as being sexually violated because I had a picture of what sexual abuse was usually described as, and I never really read anything like that in the Bible. But then I began to read about the experience of Jesus on the cross, and as I studied more in seminary, I came across different scholars who had different views upon that cross experience. And many biblical scholars write that while images of Jesus on the cross shows a robe wrapped around his midsection, he was most likely crucified naked. And these scholars use scriptures like Matthew 27, 34 to 35, or Luke 23, 34, and even John 19, 23 to 25. And these scriptures talk about when Jesus was being crucified that the Roman soldiers took his clothes, they divided it among themselves by casting lots. In addition to this, they also say that research on the crucifixion often showed that people were usually naked, so it made sense that Jesus had the same experience as well. It would probably take some processing to wrap your head around this one, but think about it. If scripture tells us that Jesus can identify with all that humanity has gone through, would that exclude the pain, the shame, or sadness that comes along with being in a position where he is exposed and violated and done in such a humiliating way? Think about it. In believing this account, I think it offers hope to those who have been sexually violated that God knows what it feels like and he can identify with you and he can hold space for you in your mourning and grief. And for those who may be saying, I don't believe that, that's okay. God is still God. And every experience that we go through, he can feel because he made us in his own image. He knows what it's like to be human because he is God and he knows everything about us. 
Finally, let's talk about social trauma. This is one that affects so many people. And Jesus knows what it's like to be rejected. He often felt isolated and misunderstood. He felt hated. He was betrayed, even from the very people in his inner circle. Jesus knows what it's like when one day the crowd is celebrating him and the next day it's cancer culture and they're crying, crucify him, crucify him. Pretty much like what happens on social media today, right? Jesus knows that people you trust deeply can sometimes let you down in deeply hurting ways and this leaves you feeling abandoned, isolated, rejected. That kind of pain, it really runs deep and it makes it difficult to trust other people and even trust your own judgment at times. When Jesus faced social trauma, we see that he went to his father and this was his place of safety and acceptance. We too have a heavenly trinity that we can run to with our sorrows, knowing that God understands and he can and wants to heal our wounded hearts. All right, it's Christmas Day, and so far this episode has been kind of sad, but don't go anywhere just yet. The best part is coming. We are focusing on the life of Jesus from trauma to triumph, so you know triumph is coming. I talked about what Jesus experienced, and now I'll look at how he survived. From the readings, I could see that Jesus had three main resources that he used to overcome what he experienced. The first one is faith and prayer. When he experienced emotional distress, Jesus turned to prayer, showing us the power of communicating with God and taking our emotions and our needs to a loving Heavenly Father. The second one is community. Even though Jesus experienced betrayal and rejection from people, he did not just lock people out. He did not just isolate continuously. He continued to maintain a loving community of disciples. Yes, he had a wider community, and within that community, he had a smaller group of close, intimate friends. We are not meant to walk through this life on our own. We can find strength by seeking support from our faith community as well. The third point is forgiveness. Even when hanging on the cross, Jesus was communicating with his father and he even prayed a prayer of forgiveness for the ones who were hurting him. Can you imagine in the midst of such a painful and humiliating experience as being crucified, Jesus' heart was for the people who were persecuting him, and he prayed for their forgiveness. What could we learn from that? As we celebrate this season, I want to bring attention to the profound hope and the promise that came into the world because of Jesus' birth. Yes, Jesus was born in a humble manger, and this is the ultimate embodiment of hope. It's a reminder that God in his infinite love and his wisdom, he chose to enter our broken world as a vulnerable little baby to bring hope, healing, and ultimately redemption. The very act of God taking on the human form and coming to this world was a promise that he would understand what humanity would go through, what being human was like, so that he can later on be a companion to everyone who ever struggled with any kind of trauma or abuse. 
the trauma that Jesus endured on the cross and then his triumphant resurrection, they're not separate from his birth. It's all connected and provides a continuation of the same story of healing and hope and redemption. Just as his birth was a message of hope, his death and resurrection fulfills the promise of what is to come. The baby in the manger grew up to become our savior on the cross and his triumphant resurrection sealed the promise of a new life and healing for everyone who believes in him. My sister friend, I don't know about you, but I am so thankful for the life of Jesus. And this is why I wanted to do this episode today, the day that the world dubs Christmas Day, because I want to encourage us as we reflect on the birth of Christ Let's look at it as the beginning of a remarkable journey of hope and healing. It's a journey that started when Jesus was born and it continued throughout his life. It reached a peak at the cross and then there was the resurrection. This is a promise that Christmas carries within it. The promise of triumph over trauma and the hope of redemption for us all. Jesus's experiences of trauma are not just historical events. They actually happened and they're an enduring source of comfort and hope when we look at what Jesus can offer us. So what exactly does he offer us? He offers us empathy and understanding because he walked the path of trauma and he can provide solace and comfort in our darkest moments. He is not just this distant savior, this God who just sits up high and looks down low. No, Jesus is right here with us in the trenches, in our pain. He is a close and he is an empathetic friend. Jesus can also offer us redemption and healing. His sacrifice on the cross offers us a way to freedom from the bondage of our past hurts. And it leaves us with the promise that Christ will return again and eventually put a final end to all pain and suffering. That's something that we can look forward to. And finally, Jesus also offers us practical steps towards healing. We can apply the principles that Jesus applied in his own life, whether you apply it through prayer, through forgiveness or building a supportive community to help you, we can take steps towards our triumphant healing as well. The life of Jesus gave us a savior and a friend who understands our trauma and offers us the triumph of grace and eternal love. There is nothing beyond the reach of God's grace and love. And today, I would like you to just be encouraged, my sister friend. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. We celebrate his life. We celebrate the fact that everything he went through was a progression of how we can move from trauma to triumph. And the story isn't over yet because Jesus was resurrected and gave us the promise that he is going away to prepare a place for us. We know that he is coming back to take us to our forever home where there will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more sadness. The former things would pass away and we would get to enjoy peace and love with Jesus, with God, Holy Spirit, and our fellow sisters and brothers forever. Thank you for hanging with me on this 
Christmas Day for this Christmas episode. May the birth and life of Christ bring you renewed hope and healing in this holiday season. So once again, Merry Christmas, everybody. Before you go, sister friend, did this podcast episode encourage, inspire, or teach you something new? If so, would you be so kind as to share it with another friend who needs help to overcome her childhood trauma? And don't forget to hop over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and a written review for the show. This way, the show can reach more sisters who need to hear it. Thank you for listening and know that I am cheering for your healing. I'll be back next week. So until then, take time to breathe and be blessed.